I'm Emma Gray, and welcome to Rich Text, a podcast about our cultural obsessions, like a shocking finale to Love is Blind season five, and also a reunion that somehow was a better episode of television than the entire season was. If you're listening today, you're already a paid subscriber to our audio and written newsletter, Rich Text. Thank you, as always, for being here. You quite literally make our work possible. We're here today to break down the finale and the reunion of Love is Blind Season 5. And of course, my dear friend Laura Bassett is here with me to do just that. Laura, thank you for your service. Hey, let's go. Before we get into all the action, I did want to acknowledge a recent lawsuit that came out. A Love is Blind 5 cast member who we actually never saw. She and her fiance were not included in the cast roundup. They were both 100% scrubbed from the show. She reportedly got engaged, went to Mexico, and she is now suing Kinetic Content because she says she was sexually assaulted during filming by her fiance and that production failed to protect her and failed to do anything when she allegedly reported this to them. Chris Colin, the creator of Love is Blind, has denied these allegations, said they weren't aware of this. I mean, obviously, we don't know the details. I have read pieces of the lawsuit. It's pretty disturbing. And regardless of whether the show is culpable for this incident legally, it's just clear that they need to be putting policies in place to better protect their cast members. And there needs to be a clear procedure for if there is an incident during filming, whether or not it's on camera, where one person feels violated or unsafe because this is very fucked up. Yeah, I feel like they need to also just do a better job screening these contestants because we've had, I mean, not several sexual abusers this season and he, he hasn't been proven guilty of anything, but it seems like there are several kind of questionable, abusive people on this season that have made other castmates lives miserable. I don't know, maybe interview people's exes before putting them on the show. (laughs) Like, honestly, that's a great idea. So yeah, if you want to read more about this lawsuit, I will link one of the reports in the newsletter. And obviously, we always are thinking about and standing with reality cast members and workers who are pushing for better regulation within the industry. On that note, let's transition to the Love is Blind season five finale, the wedding episode. And there's only two weddings. I had to fight the urge to fast forward through some of that filler. I'm like, just get me to the altar. Let's show me what happens, man. I know, especially now that we have the reunion, we can breeze a little bit through these weddings. But Izzy and Stacy's wedding day is up first, which immediately made me think like, okay, there's only two weddings and they usually like to end on a good note. So... Yeah. Gonna guess that this one's not gonna work out. But Stacy is reflecting on her love story with Izzy. We see some clips from their relationship. Her family members arrive with her bedazzled bride robe. They're drinking champagne out of golden goblets. And Stacy is talking about Izzy to her makeup artist and calls Izzy so exotic, which <laughs> I was like, no, yeah, he looks like a white man to me. I mean, his last name is Zapata, but what? No, it literally feels like she's like, he's so exotic. He is 
Mexican. I haven't heard the word exotic since like my dad used to use it in the 80s. It's like, sort of the equivalent of like oriental. Like I don't think you can say that. Let's not describe people. Also don't describe entire countries that way. Just, just shelve that. You could shelve it. Did not love that moment. But Stacy tells her sisters that she and Izzy have very different life experiences. For example, Chipotle. It's his favorite restaurant. Same. And also, he just got his passport. <laughs> and Stacy likes fine dining and traveling the world. She likes so. PJs. But Stacy's sister seems supportive of their relationship. It's clear that her family just loves him. They're like, he'd fit in well. On the other hand, Izzy has the ultimate man entrance where he just like shows up midday and is like drinking beers with his buddies. That's how men get ready for weddings. Women show up at like 7 a.m. to get hair and makeup and men show up at like 2 p.m. buzzed. Yeah. Which really explains why Stacy had like seven extra hours to like emotionally spiral. Whereas Izzy was just kind of like, all right, hand me a beer, button my coat, and like, let's roll down the aisle. Let's do it. And he's like, you know, love has no credit score. Love has no <laughs> price tag. It's profound, Izzy. It's and she's so like, profound. love sometimes needs fine dining. Love sometimes needs to get approved for a mortgage. Love okay? sits, love sits in first class, baby. Izzy does look nervous, though. He's doing his direct-to-camera interviews, and his knee is just shaking like crazy. As my therapist would say, he's activated. He's activated and probably deep down knows that he's not sure if she's going to say yes. Yeah, I think he's he's more nervous than he's letting on. And it seems like this stress is warranted because we see Stacy sit down to chat with her mom and she brings up again that she just doesn't feel like she got all the information from Izzy that she should have gotten when it was brought up the first time. And she says, it's not about the credit card. It's about the fact that he wasn't totally transparent. She's like, it's less about money and it's more about trust. I think it's probably about both. <laughs> yeah, it's about both. But also, yeah, her mom has some advice in that moment that well, at least the show wants us to believe was like the pivotal thing in Stacy's decision, which is like, I would strongly regret ignoring even one red flag. But also don't blow something out of proportion that's not actually the biggest deal. So it sort of leaves us with this like her mom's telling her not to do it, but maybe her mom's telling her this isn't a big deal. Like which part of that will she take to heart? Izzy also writes a letter to Stacy from his heart to be delivered to the bridal suite. And it mirrors that terrible poem she wrote him in the pods. So like, I guess he did hear that poem. <laughs> he must have heard that poem. That. Yeah, because he's writing her lines like, I want to glue my hands on your boobs like a pasty. Because <laughs> pasty kind of rhymes with Stacy, sort of, if you really stretch it. The letter is is cute. It's very cute. And it's silly and fun and kind of surface level like they are. I just have to say, if a man on my wedding day sent me a note that said, I want to glue my hand on your boob, I don't know that I could go through with it. I yeah, don't think I, I could think do it, it. I don't think I could either. These people are acting like people who have been dating each other for a month. Right. <laughs> Not people who are ready to be married. Yes. And then it's like fucking go time. And it's clear to everyone that Izzy's going to say yes. And Stacy's going to say, we're not sure, but maybe no. When they get up to the altar, they're beaming at each other. We get a bit of that playful vibe that I think both of us really liked. It's like why their relationship was endearing to both of us. 
at the beginning clearly have chemistry and it's it's yeah. like a silly fun flirtatious chemistry that is fun to watch it just seems that they kind of lack depth yes which is the ultimate problem here. Izzy says, Stacy, you're tough to crack, but when those walls are broken, you're the most tender and sweet girl I've ever met. And that's why I'm in love with you. He's like, you've made me a better man. I'll always be there to reassure you. I'll always fight for you. Stacy says that Izzy hit her like a train out of left field. Hit me like a train out of left field <laughs> is a very annoying mixed metaphor. Like, oh. I'm not going to police people's language here, but if you're at the altar and you should have like, you know, well, that was pre-written, so I feel that you can actually police that because trains you can don't, just say don't roll in like fields. a train. It just drives me insane. They don't. They're on train tracks, <laughs> and they're going in one direction generally. They don't, don't hit like you out of nowhere. They hit you when you're standing in the middle of the tracks, Stacy. You, you don't want to be hit by a train, honestly. It, it, I kind of know, do after reading those vows. So after hearing she them. loves her metaphors because she's like, this has been like a hurricane. You're the calm in the storm. We're like, in the eye of the storm. That still is not boding well for a marriage. As someone from New Orleans, the eye of the storm passes and then you're back in the shit of the storm. And then your home is flattened. And then and, your roof uh, has fallen off and you're yeah. trying to see if you have flood insurance. So Izzy is the first to answer. He says, I do. Duh. And Stacy says I don't. And I think that this is honestly one of the best rejections I've seen on this show. She says, I love you more than I can even explain. I want to make you happy. I want to give you that reassurance. And I do want you and I want to say yes. But I would be doing you and I a disservice right now to say that I do when I feel like there's a lot of things that we need. And more than anything, we need time. And to me, that's a really valid reason to say no. Except that it's a lie, but... Yeah, except that once we watched the <laughs> reunion, you're like, oh, you just aren't that into him. Yeah, you're just not that into him. And I mean, yeah, it was a beautiful letdown. It was just a lie. But, you know, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. At the time, though, when I was watching this, yeah. I was like, yes, seems logical. This is very reasonable. Yeah. Izzy at first also takes this rejection so well. He's like, I understand. I love you. They start making out. Everyone's laughing and cheering. I have never grabbed somebody's face and made out with them like that after they rejected me. That is truly something I mean, to behold. Good for them. You just listened to a free preview of this week's Rich Text podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to listen to the rest of this week's podcast and our entire Rich Text back catalog, you can become a paying subscriber at clarendemma.substack.com. If not, you can still enjoy our free weekly recommendations. Rich Text is hosted, produced, and edited by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. You can find the written version of Rich Text at clarendemma.substack.com. You can find us on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod, and you can find our other podcast, Love to See It, over at Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod. You can also find us individually at Claire E. Fallon and at Emma Lady Rose. Thanks for listening.